Alright, alright. Now do the Transylvanian twist. One, two, three, one, two, three. Boris, you're rushing! Da, Boris is rushing. No, Boris, you are rushing. Da, Boris is Ruski. No, Boris, the bad type of Russian. Boris is not Bolshevik. Yada, yada. This is a professional dance group, Boris, and if you are unwilling to get your stupid rushing feet into my time and take this seriously, then there is the door. Fine, Boris will take his skills elsewhere. Five months later. Gentlemen, it was a stretch of my standards to let you into this dance group, and your constant phone usage is becoming detrimental. Hey, Mr. Drac, as millennials, we are entitled to a certain amount of screen time every single day. Yeah, don't make us call up the union. Besides, you owe us for making us work such weird hours. Fine, alright, alright. But you have five more minutes. Then you will dance till your feet bleed. Hey, have you seen that Monster Mash video? Of course, it already has over 10 million views. Let me, let me see that. Look at these movements. This pirouetting is perfect, and I've never seen such grateful box stepping. Why am I unable to capture such perfect movements in my Transylvanian twist? Is that Boris's monster? What? That Boris! I hate him with every fiber of my being. I'm going outside and will wait to burst into flames in the morning sun. Bursting into flames? You owe me five bucks. I can guarantee bursting in the flames in the morning sun does not mean what you think it does. I am reaching, but I fall, and the stars are black and cold. As I stare into the void of a world that cannot hold. He's singing Les Mis. It means exactly what I think it does. Whatever, man. Looks like we've got some extra time now. Uh, Want to record our new episode? Sure. I'll go grab the supplies. DJ Redbeard. DJ Moore. We're hopping on the mic Cause we're dumb and bored I got the info I got the takes Join us for an hour Cause you're better off late Listen while you're doing your dishes Take a small walk Welcome, Welcome everybody for some home good small talk I'm Connor And I'm Morgan And you my friend are listening to some Home cooked Small Talk And Morgan do we have a great show planned for this week? We have a fantastic show planned for this week because it's spooky time. It's October. You know, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something. I didn't just say October. I said October. And it's my heart with college coming back to me. <laughs> but there's another reason why this episode's going to be especially special. You know why? Why is that? It's Leif Erikson Day on the day of recording. Yes. And that is all we will speak on the matter. Connor, how was your week? Uh, you know, up until yesterday, it was largely uneventful. Mm. Yesterday, me and two of my friends went up to a um, ski resort near us. Um, and you can just sell your stuff. Oh. And so all of us got some ski equipment for this year. I got a pair of 20-plus-year-old skis for 20 bucks. Nice. Seeing as how they normally go for 200-plus for even a cheap pair. Yeah, that seems like a steal. Oh, yeah, I felt guilty. I'll be, I did spend substantially more on poles. Mm. And not just for but. skiing. That's how I afforded my skis. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, there was a lot of video game news this week. There was quite a bit. And Connor, I want you to lead me through it. I'll switch it up oh. for a bit. Okay, cool. 
So the first thing that just popped into my noggin is the fact that the Nintendo Switch OLED came out. It did. So pretty. So pretty. So, so pretty. pretty. And not enough to justify me buying a new one. Yes. But what did it come out with? There's like a big game that they're like uh, promoting it with. Um, I didn't. I didn't write that one down. So. My heart. Ah, the new metroid metroid Dread. ah yes, yes thank you i'm so excited for it i'll be picking it up at some point soon that's like there's only a few games left this year that i'm i really have my watch on for i want to get this year and not wait <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and that seems to be metroid dread and honestly i think the only other game that's actually on i need to get it this year watch is far cry 6 surprisingly which is another game that came out. It did. It also came out. It's been a busy week for game releases. And while we're on the subject of Nintendo, Connor, there is one other big piece of news from the big old company. And this was the final Smash Brothers oh. <laughs> character reveal. <laughs> and you know what, Connor? We're getting, we're getting those good old mouse ears out. Kingdom Hearts, Sora, the Sora, is in Smash Brothers. Who do you have to kill to get that? Uh, apparently any other Disney property that should have been in it. <laughs> because it's just Sora. Uh, all the other characters uh, that like will be in the stages and trophies are all the Square Enix uh, created characters from the Kingdom Hearts series. And all of the songs are directly related to those parts of Kingdom Hearts. So there aren't any like Disney themes or anything like that. But still, it's an awesome close to a great franchise. Who knows if, um, who knows if Smash Brothers will return in some form later on in our life. It's highly likely. It's highly likely. But I, I don't know if it'll be in the same form, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if this is the end to, like, the side-scrolling 2D fighter that we know. Maybe. Only time will tell, though. Only time will tell. But I think this was a good um, wrap-up for it. And it's exciting. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Kingdom Hearts. I think it's cool. I just, I've tried it plenty of times, and it's not for me. But I am happy for Sora. I'm happy for everyone who loves Sora and has wanted to see him in it forever. What are your What are your takes on this? As someone who doesn't really care for Smash, I am largely indifferent, especially since I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game. Mm. But I do have the viewpoint of I feel like there's a lot of characters with swords. There are. He's very... Smash. He's actually a different one for once. He's not from Fire Emblem. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a welcome change. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone had done the math the other day. I was listening to some other pod, and I think it's a quarter of the the entire 80 character roster are sword users. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, the alternative is punching. That's true. That's true. Connor, there was a, another scary game announcement uh this month for this month and uh i didn't send you a link to this but i do want you to look it up after uh we finish recording it is called choo choo charles choo choo now this this game you you are this character trying to survive and defeat this monstrous um tank engine that looks like thomas <laughs> and uh it it's like a spider monster train thing and it falls so you're on like this big island essentially and it's just roaming around the island it's not necessarily always hunting you but it is the only antagonist and you have to like scavenge uh loot and get equipment and i think there are npcs to talk to and kind of help you out on your mission but yeah it is you versus choo choo charles and this thing looks terrifying uh this demon slayer mugon train yes this might be my most anticipated game to watch someone else stream of the year (laughs) but 
what that and it looked pretty low budget but if we wanted to move on and talk about some big budget games uh connor we i believe we both played a beta this weekend we did we did unfortunately not together because we couldn't yeah yeah but the battlefield 2042 open beta has arrived Connor, you are the bigger Battlefield fan. I know you haven't played a ton of this yet, but I want to hear your first impressions first. Well, you know, these are fresh. I played less than an hour ago my very first match of this game because I didn't have time yesterday to play it when it became an open beta. Uh, So, is there only one map? Yeah, just the one map for now. Okay. It's, it's not terrible. It's not my favorite map they've done. Um, I don't know how the graphics look on next gen. The graphics currently in the beta, at least on the Xbox One version, look worse than Battlefield 1 did. Oh, interesting. The next gen is gorgeous. Yeah, they they don't look terrible by any standard. It's just, I guess the textures look off, especially compared to what they've had in the past. Yeah. Um, I did run into a couple of weird glitches that I noticed are kind of returning from previous battlefields. Um, like, if you try to go prone on an uneven surface, the game will glitch out. Yep. Which, that's something that's been in Battlefield for a very long time. I haven't tried going crazy with mantling yet. I remember Battlefield 1 had major issues with mantling you'd uh, climb up a rock face and then it'd teleport you back down to the bottom after you went through a three second climbing up animation and that was really annoying when you're getting shot at yeah um i definitely don't like that from what i can tell they don't give you any attachments on your weapons oh no they do connor it's actually a really cool feature um oh they do it in match now I, I don't like the UI for it, or I, I'm just not used to it yet. But if you hold your left bumper, it'll pull up all the attachments in-game. Oh, what? Yeah. And then there's... I don't quite know the best way to scroll through them yet, but I, I did learn how to do it. And, like, it, it would just be confusing to explain with the buttered interfaces being different between PlayStation and Xbox. Oh. But, um, yes, it's really cool, actually. <laughs> I find that annoying. They didn't tell me. Yeah. I was using the DMR. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I wasn't completely struggling with it. It wasn't easy. I did manage to, um, I didn't take out a sniper with it, but I did shoot him, revealing his position so my en- my teammates could take him out. Yeah. With a tank. And then, right before the match ended, there was a guy in a parachute. I know this is technically a war crime, but he was across the map. And I saw him, and I took a few pot shots at him with my iron sighted DMR, and I actually hit him nice. twice. <laughs> did you? Okay, did you see the tornado? Did it happen in your match? It didn't. Yeah, it hasn't. I've played a, like four or five matches, and I still haven't gotten the tornado. I know it's a thing in the beta. It's just not in every single match, which is kind of frustrating. I wanted to see it. Yeah, maybe you'd think they'd up the spawn of it for the beta. Yeah. Yeah, but. so for those that don't know, the biggest hook in the in Battlefield 2042 is going to be uh, giant weather effects and catastrophes that are happening. And for the map that we currently are playing on, uh, that big event is a tornado that rips through the map. And you can, like, get caught inside of it. You can use, like, your wind, wind glider and use it to, like, propel you forward and things like that. But we neither of us have gotten the chance to check it out yet. Which is a shame, but I'm definitely interested in the game. I'm going to have to play a few more matches of it in order to actually get a solid opinion on it, but I'm optimistic it might be something I can play for a year or two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I want to see all the maps first, I think, True. before I pick this up. Like, I don't, I don't think this is day one for me, but I am excited for it. Yeah, this might be a pick up down the road yeah like wait maybe till january then pick it up i was gonna say hi key i might wait till you get a next gen console (laughs) 
Because I don't think this is fun to play by by yourself. At least I I wasn't having as much fun. Yeah, I find it ridiculous that it makes complete sense to me that I can't upgrade to the PS, you know, to the Xbox One S version on an Xbox One console. But I find it ridiculous a PS Five can't artificially downgrade to the PS Four version so that they can play with other people. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be, like, a pretty lazy decision. Their explanation is essentially two different games that they made, so they're not compatible with each other. But it's still kind of lame. Well, I'm probably not going to get a next-gen console for another year or two, so... (sighs) Okay, I mean, that's fine. Between supply issues and the fact I don't feel the urgency to buy one, other than for crossplay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you don't have any other video game news... Well, I do have one other thing. You do? Because you put me on the idea of Demon Trains. Sure, okay. And that reminded me of Demon Slayer, the movie. Mm-hmm. And they, I believe it was yesterday, announced Demon Slayer news. Okay. Demon Slayer is a hugely popular anime right now. So I figured I'd bring that up. Yeah, for sure. So we now have a idea of when season two is coming out and they're they actually announced they're doing a few episodes with the hashira the flame hashira from the show um right before the movie and that's coming out on sunday october 10th nice Ooh, you're gonna have some good stuff to watch yeah so the mugen train arc is gonna start airing on october 10th and it looks like December 5th is when season two proper is going to start. Okay. So I very much enjoy this anime. If anyone enjoys anime or is interested in anime, I highly recommend this one. It is very well done. Animation is absolutely beautiful. Very cool. Very cool. And while we're on the topic of media, Connor, we both saw a movie in this past week that I feel like we need to talk about at least a little bit. We both saw the sequel to a so-so movie, and this one delved deep into the campy. Mm -hmm. This movie, Connor, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. You know... It went full camp for me the it did. minute. And I know this is kind of late in the movie when they did it, but I rolled my eyes when Carnage just goes, There will be Carnage! Oh, yeah. I was just like, really? Well, that's the thing about this movie, which is what I didn't like about the first movie. Uh, the first movie never went full camp. Yeah, they it, it was it off just way too serious. It was too serious, and with that, was unintentionally cheesy. This movie was like, you know, it would be great if we were just goofballs the whole time. Because how else do you have a movie with a serial killer antagonist played by Woody Harrelson <laughs> without like truly making this something strange? I enjoyed it, though. I went in with no expectations and had a great time. It was objectively better than the first movie, and it was better than I was anticipating, but it still doesn't hit the mark for me in what I would get call a great comic book movie. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was great at all, but I had fun with it. And we won't really talk about the after credits quite yet. Maybe we'll save that for another week, another discussion, but... Um, I did like the implications. There are a lot of question marks going forward. Yeah, it's, I definitely feel like that was Sony. That was a lot of Sony's decision on that one. I guess. I mean, for something like that. Well, yeah, I mean, it was probably there. They wanted that to happen. But anyway, without delving deep into it, because I feel like if we talk more about it, it's going to be pretty clear. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. We're. I'm way too close to spoiler territory. Like, I am standing at the doorway, about to open the doorknob. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, besides that, though, 
You know what else I did last week? I mean, we kind of talked about it a little on the podcast beforehand, but I went to Atlanta with Kristen. We did a nice uh, one-day trip. We saw the Atlanta Braves play the New York Mets. They beat the Mets as expected. Uh, Good. Good. No, it was a fun game, though. Uh, It was pretty rough for most of it, and then the Mets came back in the ninth inning, and then, of course, they couldn't quite take the comeback. But it was a fun game. Uh, The stadium is beautiful. Truist Park is awesome. And then on the way, honestly, on the way there and on the way back home, we stopped at the world's largest gas station. Well, like one of them in the chain. We didn't go. The largest one is in Texas currently. The new largest is going to be in Tennessee uh, next year. They're building it now. But we went to Bucky's. Have you ever heard of Bucky's? I have not. Connor, it's this gas station that's the size of, um, I'm, hmm, it's the size of a Trader Joe's. Wow. Yeah. It, what? Yeah. <laughs> you should look it up uh, later. It's awesome. Uh, they make so many things. They make so much fresh food in there already. Uh, I fell in love with the brisket sandwich. It was wild. <laughs> Uh, but then they also just made so many like snacks and everything. They have a ton of their own branded things. And then they had like over a hundred gas pumps. So it's pretty wild. (laughs) It was pretty wild. But that was my last weekend. I had a good time. Uh, since then I was going to do an MLB playoffs preview this week, Connor, but honestly, I'm too sad. My Yankees got eliminated by the Boston Red Sox in a one game playoff. Boo, Red Sox. Yeah, and it was a lifeless effort from the Yankees. Got nothing nice to say about it. (laughs) It's pretty rough. But that's okay. Now I have more time to just enjoy the sport that I love and not be stressed over it. I've been watching games every week, or every night, honestly, and it's been pretty fun. But I won't bore you with that, because there's no Yankee talk in there. No Yankees. But... The best way to get over our sadness is to move on to the main course. And what better way to move on to the main course than with some food? And now it's time for Beard to Table, the show where I dine and review straight from my table to you. Enjoy. Connor, do you bring a beard to table for us today? I did. Ooh. What do you got for us? So, I'm going to try to be festive for the remainder of this month. Ooh. And what better way to be festive than with Captain Crunch's Halloween Crunch. Oh, now we're talking. So, this is a limited time edition. It looks like it's regular captain crunch squares with little red ghosts and it advertises it turns the milk green wow so i'm gonna significantly decrease the value of this obvious collectible obvious I'll be honest, just by glancing at the packaging or the, you know, the little bag yeah. inside the cereal, it looks exactly like without looking too deep to see that they're actually shaped like ghosts. It looks like the Captain Crunch berries. Oh, yeah. But with no blue ones. <laughs> like, oops, all red berries. That's so sad. It also smells exactly like Captain Crunch with berries. Okay. And the weird thing is the box shows the ghosts have little green specks on them, which I assume is the what causes them to become gr- or the milk to turn green. Yeah. But I don't see any green. Hmm. sample one of these real quick yes please do see if they taste any different 
No, they taste exactly like the berries. Okay. Okay, now they're turning green now that they're wet. Okay. They got milk on them, and then all of a sudden they started turning green. And now my milk it looks rancid. And is turning green. Okay. Wow, this is a very quick change. I didn't normally color changing cereals take a minute. This is near instantaneous color change. So I'm gonna present it to the mouth now. I'm a little disappointed. It tastes exactly like normal Captain Crunch with berries. That's so sad. Gosh, we've had such few home runs on Beard to Table so far. Are, do you I mean, feel uh, happy, though, eating ghosts? Do you feel like a Ghostbuster? Or Pac-Man? That, I think that's a better question. Are you Pac-Man right waka. now? Waka, 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 waka. I guess so. I definitely want to see the new Ghostbusters movie when it comes out. Yeah, I'm excited. Cause I'm I, especially excited because I like the trailer. I just don't want to see it again. <laughs> I actually didn't mind the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. Um, but the thing for that is I got it for free, but I have the extended director's cut of the movie. Mm -hmm. which adds like 15 minutes of extra footage which was scenes that people were complaining weren't in the theatrical cut so i have the advantage of being able to see the movie without some of those flaws but i don't mind the movie i realize why people don't like it sure but anyway yeah any other questions about the um, well, how, how is, now that you've been eating it for a little bit, how's the milk look now? Like, what's the vibes there? Um, it probably looks like the Wicked Witch of the West bathwater. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. But, so it's like a light green then? Almost like it was mint flavored? Yeah, actually. Okay. It uh, it is. I think it might be slowly turning greener. I don't know if it's gonna eventually turn into like a deep green. Mm. But right now it's kind of a mint. Like honest, yeah, it actually looks like mint uh ice cream. Okay. Nice. All right. Well, thank you for trying this for us, so we don't have to. <laughs> Maybe one of these weeks we'll coordinate it. You know, um, I think for this en the end of this month, maybe we could both buy some weird Halloween candy. And we could do a co-bearded table. We'll coordinate that, though. Don't you worry, listeners. We'll have something special. All right. Connor, while you're crunching away, you think it's ready? You think you're ready to move on? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's get on to some rankings. Now, this month, Connor, is Spooktober. It's the Halloween month. All the spooky stuff, all the cute stuff. And for this week, we've decided to rank the one of the original, most original uh, Disney Channel movie series. And this one is Halloween Town. Now, there are four movies in this series, and I learned something really unique, or not unique. I learned something very strange when I was doing my research on this, Connor. So, the fourth movie, without getting into how I feel about it yet, because I don't want to spoil that. Uh, the fourth movie has a different actress playing the main character, Marnie. Uh-huh. And 
I remember that movie coming out so much later than all the other movies, you know? Like a five to ten year gap or something like that. It was only two or three. Yeah, it was only two years, which was the same for all the other movies. Like the first movie came out, the second one came out two years after that, then two years, then two years. So I was like, oh, wow. Like my memory of that did not serve well. (laughs) Anyway, just thought that was neat. So just a quick little plot uh, generalization. Uh, this this series uh, involves a a seemingly normal family who you find out through their mother and grandmother are witches and warlocks, and their connection to what you would imagine as a spirit world is this place called Halloween Town, and most of the people there are nice and misunderstood. However. There are some malevolent forces that hope to never, one, to segregate Halloween Town from the normal world, and two, sometimes to destroy the whole world for some reason. But that is the main take for these movies. Connor, I believe it's my turn to go first. I just want to point out. Yes. They're not witches. They're Cromwells. Okay. Their family name is the Cromwells. They are all witches. But yes, that is their, that's their statement they make. Okay. Well, Connor, you actually, I will give you props. Hold on. You know, give you some snaps. I, I know these movies pretty well. I didn't rewatch all of them for this, uh, ranking, but I know you did. So when I do my rankings, I'm not going to go into as much detail about my decisions. So I want you to do that for yours. Okay. All right, my number four. We're going four to one, like best to worst, worst to best. So my number four, and I think you'll realize the trend when I'm doing these. Anyway, my number four is Return to Halloween Town or Halloween Town 4. All right, so recasting of Marnie taking place in college but having like middle school drama <laughs> And just general weird vibes. Not a huge fan of this movie. It doesn't have that same fun, chippy, chipper spirit that the others do. That's why it's my number four. My number three is Halloween Town High or Halloween Town 3. And now this movie, pretty neat. The the story, I think they're trying to be a little bit... <laughs> Uh, more politically conscious with this movie. Uh, and it works in some points. I mean, it's a kid's movie. It's it's weird. <laughs> it's weird what they're trying to get off here, but it works well enough. It's still a fun movie. I, I put this a, a lot higher than number four. And also, did you, Connor, I don't think you know this actor really anyway, but Finn Whitrock is in this. This is one of his first big roles. He's uh, one of the stars of American Horror Story. Uh, uh, Finn Whitrock. He was the guy who played Marnie's boyfriend. Who? 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 Anyway, yes. Anyway, <laughs> I thought that was pretty Tommy? cool. Yeah. So, number two. I think you're going to really know the trend now. My number two <laughs> is Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Now, this movie is awesome for a lot of reasons. I love the whole black and white vibes when things go bad. I I just love that. I feel like the stakes are pretty high in this one. Uh, especially with Cal looking to end the world. <laughs> but I, I'll give it one big knock, Connor. The Cromwells in this movie are pretty dumb. They don't realize that Marnie's... Uh, special boyfriend cal cal is not short for calabar who is his father and thus wants to get revenge on the cromwells i'm sorry it's just a little too ridiculous for me it's a little too on the nose and then finally connor my number one is actually the fourth disney channel original movie to ever come out and it is the original Halloween Town. This movie is just all around wild. Honestly, if if I were to recommend these movies, 
to someone who's never watched them this movie kind of is pretty bad uh, <laughs> but and it, it shows that it is the fourth disney original movie um it's pretty rough around the edges but it's got that heart. It's got that spirit. It's got that giant jack-o'-lantern that is important for the plot for some reason. And I loved it. It's got great nostalgia factor for me. Every time I rewatch this, I smile. And yeah, that's my rankings. Connor, I want to hear yours. I'm excited. So I'm going to take these gloves off. Woo! The, uh, I watched all of them. One thing I have to point out, which is really weird, is in the very first movie, you know, the kids are clearly young. Like, I think Marnie's probably 10. Brother's probably supposed to be about 8. And the youngest is maybe 4 or 5. Yeah. And then the second movie, which is only like 3 years later, and like each of the kids look like they've aged at least 5 plus years. (laughs) Especially the brother. Yeah. Like, puberty hit that kid like a dump truck. (laughs) Because... between every movie i swear he aged like five years yeah (laughs) but there's only like 10 years between each of the movies total and like i want to see pictures of him nowadays like does he look like he's 90 he must hopefully he's still around (laughs) (laughs) he is i googled him okay good but getting into it my least favorite halloween town movie is Halloween Town High. Ooh. The third movie. I just do dislike this movie. I thought maybe my opinion of it would soften if I rewatched it. No. My opinion is still consistent with what it was when I was younger. The movie is just so weird to me because you'd think it would open up and they're like, because the way the second movie ends is also so stupid, but yeah. I will get into that later. But you'd think the main character, Marnie, would be suffering consequences for her actions. And instead, they're just like, oh, it's okay, sweetie. But we don't know about your idea to let monsters live in the human world as exchange students. <laughs> I bet my magic powers. Well, in that case... <laughs> And then the whole movie is just so weird. The grandmother, played by uh, Debbie, the late Debbie Reynolds, is, for some reason, swapping between roles as a teacher at the school, which makes zero sense because she's supposed to be a counselor for the exchange students. Yeah, very weird. Her bag, for some reason, decides to just be a jerk the entire movie and just walk around doing its own thing when it didn't do that at all in the previous movies the whole plot is just so stupid (laughs) the there's a warlock in halloween town who doesn't he he's a racist against humans and he doesn't want them to co-mingle yep so he works with a human to make the exchange students look bad to other humans and it's just like what you're on the town council literally all you had to do was vote to convict her for being a for breaking the rules yep that's all you had to do why did you have to make a whole movie out of this especially because how clearly easy it was for him to reclose the portal in the first place yeah literally all he does is like this portal's closed after locking like half the halloween town students behind on the mortal side another thing that's so stupid asininely stupid of him anyway i hate this movie it is just so cringe for me my number three is the fourth movie return to halloween town because notice how they put return to halloween town in this because the first movie almost completely takes place in halloween town the second movie is like half and half but you're getting diet halloween town in the second movie because literally the only sets you really get is the downtown square which is a grayed out honestly it's 1940s england yeah and you get grandma aggie's house which is just a random house they filmed in and didn't colorize or do anything fun with like 
they probably just saw a posting on apartments.com, which didn't exist at that point. I was like, <laughs> hey, can we film here for a day? Yeah. And then they film in some random sound stage that they filled with random props. That's it for Halloween Town. The third movie, absolutely zero Halloween Town at all. The fourth movie, they had to make the big point of, it's the return to Halloween Town, but we're only filming on this college campus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's no magic allowed on this campus either. Because that would require a budget. But not only that, they had, the the reason they give is because it's not fair to non-magical students if witches can use magic for coursework. It's like, well, then why don't you just make a witch's track and then an everyone else track? Yeah. Like, why don't you just, for example, offer magic as a major and then offer whatever the other monsters want as majors? Why is everyone taking the same classes? This isn't high school. As you put it, why is what's all with all this middle school bullcrap? Yeah. <laughs> and another thing, I'm gonna point out on why this movie is so stupid. <laughs> the bad guys give her an amulet, or well, force her to get an amulet, and then they're like, "We're going to control you, so that you make us the leaders of the country." With your godlike powers on this one night. It's like, you gave someone godlike powers and are trying to manipulate them. What makes you think they're not just going to Thanos snap you out of existence? <laughs> yeah, it was very bold of them. And then she just outright, right in front of them, uses her powers right in front of them with no intervention whatsoever... And it's like, you are witches and warlocks. <laughs> Do something. They don't want to break the rules. <laughs> Your plan, which you set in motion clearly years ago, trying to get control of Halloween Town, because I think this is a centuries-long plan, actually a millennia-long plan, to usurp Halloween Town, and you just sit there and watch. Your plan explode right in front of you. Yeah. It reminds me, and I know you haven't gotten there yet, but just from my rankings, it reminds me in the end of Halloween Town 2 when Cal is, like, doing his last wind <laughs> and Marnie just takes the book out of his hand. Like, she just takes it. <laughs> like, he didn't, like, try to stop her from doing that. And then he just dips. Yeah. And he's like, hey. And then, he... and then he's like, I'll be back. And he, he's never back. He never comes yeah, back. Yeah, he never comes back. <laughs> But, like, the fact that she just takes the book out of his hand, I'm like, oh, it was that simple all along? Yeah. <laughs> Another thing I'm going to point out in why st how stupid this movie is, literally all they needed was, they had to not put Debbie Reynolds in this movie for the movie to work. Yeah. Because, she, spoiler alert, but the big twist at, like, going into the third act is Grandma Aggie is actually Splendora Cromwell, and she was the Marnie equivalent a thousand years ago. Yeah. And Marnie goes back in time and talks to her younger version of her grandma. And literally all Grandma Aggie had to do between movie one and three is tell her about that. Yeah, she's and like, that would have oh, solved the entire I'm movie. Splendora. Yeah. Yeah. That would have resolved the entire movie. Yep. Like, hey, by the way, uh, there's this thing called the Dominion. They're trying to get this locket and use a uh, Cromwell witch on uh, Halloween night in about 10 years. Uh, don't be in Halloween Town on, a, on you know, October 31st, 2006. Okay, bye. Like, all she had to do. Literally all she had to do. And that's the entire reason the movie happens. Because she didn't say that. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> movie two. Number one. When they summon the portal to go into Halloween Town in this movie, they outright say there's only four hours until. Wait, wait, the hold on, closes. hold on. So your number two is movie number one. 
two. Okay, so Movie your two, two is two. Okay. Yeah, Calabar's Revenge. Cool, cool. Because, so, they go to open the portal. They're like, there's only four hours left until midnight. We can't open the portal again after midnight. And then if you look, because there's the digital clock. Yeah. If you look, when they're opening, like, walking through the portal, it clearly says six hours and six minutes. <laughs> Number one. Number two, clearly the set budget compared to the first movie was minuscule because there was no budget for the sets. They clearly just got like three sound stages and filmed there. Like the dance hall was probably one sound stage and the basement of the goat guy was probably another one. Yeah. And then they probably made the set for the downtown square which i don't know how expensive it would have been to uh make a giant concrete square and then superimpose an actor's face on it <laughs> but anyway one thing i like to point out about this movie is they go through all the effort at the very end of the movie of forcing the portal open after midnight when she has a time control spell <laughs> she could have time traveled Five minutes into the past when the portal was open. Yep. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> hey, listen. They're gifted Cromwells. They never said they were smart Cromwells. <laughs> or, here's an idea. <laughs> you have a time controls or time travel spell. Go back in time 12 hours to when he hadn't stolen your book. Yeah. Or, as we learn at the end of the movie, just take the book out of his hand. Yeah, he's just going <laughs> to offer them to you yeah, he's like, here lazy you go. CGI effect. Yeah, uh, here you go. <laughs> and you can just walk right up and take them. <laughs> and then you can just break the spell that he laid out that's going to destroy the entire Halloween town by saying two words. Yep. Trap up. Boom. Boom. Magic resolved. Mm. Why am I getting so passionate about this? Because they're great movies. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. want their flaws to be erased. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on. The best movie out of the bunch is the first movie. Woo! objectively yes it's so good. this one actually goes out of their way to try to make an actual halloween town world you get to explore it see a diverse cast of characters one thing i like to point out that i find absolutely hilarious is they clearly didn't have enough budget in their makeup to do anything other than paint monsters faces yeah <laughs> so a lot of them their head will be a monster but everything below the neck is just regular human <laughs> And do you remember the broom salesman? The groovy Elvis impersonating a oh, broom yeah. salesman? Uh-huh. Do you know who played that? No. Kenneth Choi. Really? Who, for those who don't know, Kenneth Choi is an actor who you might recognize from Captain America the First Avenger. He also was in Spider-Man Homecoming playing that character's grandson. Let me think. He was also in The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Sons of Sons of Anarchy. Somewhat well-known actor. So he had his biggest role right here. That that was his first role ever. Oh wow. Yeah, I was curious who was playing that character. If it was someone I'd recognize, I was just like, no way, <laughs> no way. Oh, also every scene in the movie theater haunting. Oh, dude. The makeup on Calabar when he's in demon form is so cool. Yeah. Dude, as a little kid, I got pretty scared a few times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some real emotion in there. And yeah. you're like, are they ever going to come back? Are they going to... Are they dead? Like... And... Ah. Halloween... The first Halloween Town is also probably the only movie in the entire series whose plot is just not completely stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because... <laughs> The grandma gets incapacitated, and they have to learn magic on their own to fight the big bad guy. Yep. That's I... the only reason you can justify them being incompetent in that movie. And they're surprisingly competent. Yep. 
The like, one they. Oh, oh no! I was just gonna say the one thing I wish uh, was a little better was uh, Calabar's um, motivations besides just being jealous yeah. of of someone whose husband already has died. Uh, oh yeah, like, literally <laughs> all he has to do is go through into the mortal world with a bouquet of flowers and be like, "Please take me back." Yeah, like yeah, I, I was like, she's not even with him anymore. Her husband is dead. It's not like yeah. I don't know why he's jealous of a widow. Please like, take me back. Please take me back. Please take me back. Take me back. Take me back. Take me back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's probably the coolest villain in all the movies, aesthetically, and just general threat-wise. The way the kids get the stuff is pretty funny. You know, they shave a werewolf's head, who's a fashion stylist, and. They steal sweat from a fat ghost who they make thin in the process, which I'd also like to point out when he steps out of the uh, steam machine. That is clearly a different actor. Yeah. <laughs> like they barely even hit it. Like they just pulled a skinny guy off the side of the street, put a hat, like put him in a towel and stuck a hat like halfway down his face. <laughs> but then he looks, he look, looks at the camera for a second and then like, goes into side profile and you can clearly see it's not the same guy <laughs> um and then they get it they steal a vampire's tooth by dressing up like a dental hygienist and just taking the tooth after the doctor doesn't extract or the dentist does an extraction on it yeah <laughs> which is hilarious because they clearly just put something black on the actress's actual tooth because you can still see the tooth is clearly in there <laughs> yeah but I just love how they don't even explain how she got into the dentist's office. <laughs> they just take the tooth and go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just really like the movie comparatively to the rest of them. I feel like the first movie should have been the worst one and then they got better, but they didn't. Yeah. The first movie started at it okay and it just went bad from there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really did. It really did. They set the bar too low. <laughs> well, I liked our rankings, Connor. I'm glad they weren't identical, but we had very similar vibes for the whole series. <laughs> but yeah, I would. if you all haven't watched these, I would absolutely recommend them. They're great for the kids. Coral, wink, wink. Um, but yeah, they're a fun ride. Show to the boy. And normally, at this point, we'd move on to rapid fire. Connor, I'm pulling a hard turn. Our rapid fire this week was going to be on Evil Dead, which I've watched, and it's one of my favorite movie series of all time. However, I don't want to get into it this week because we're going to do a whole ranking of the series. And this pod, this episode's going pretty long. So, <laughs> so I think it's time to turn the tables, to flip the script, to bully you connor in our next edition of half baked come on hurry up it's taking forever Ooh, i know finally who's that rapper that's right who's that rapper is back in the next edition of half baked and we're on part two. Connor, here's the deal, okay? You ready for the dealio? Yes, sir. All right, Connor. I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. I have six rap verses to lay down to drop hot fire on you. Three of them are by myself, Captain. And three are by other people. That's right. That's right. Now... The way this is going to go, Connor, is we're going to get through two of them. Well, four. We're going to get through four of the verses, okay? Mm-hmm. And then for the final two, I'm going to wrap both of them, and you're going to pick which one is mine. Okay. Okay. So, but I'm going to wrap a verse. You're going to say if it's me or someone else. That's how, that's how the main, the first four are going to go. So here we go. And I tried to make this a little easier for you this time. I felt bad with your suffering before. 
Don't. Nah. Hear the chirp of the crickets, a pause so short you could swear it was a snippet. Songs ain't solid, more or less like a liquid. Payday soon, hear the swipe of my wicket. Now who's this? Little, nah, it's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's me. Yeah. Um, how can you tell? How can you tell? <laughs> well, I recognize that one. I mean, the wicket made it completely obvious yeah, to me, yeah. but I recognized <laughs> that one. Fair. Um, let's see. Hmm. Okay, here we go. Don't try to... Oh, by the way, that was by me, Captain, on the song Ride the Waves. Waves? Waves. Okay. Don't try to test me. I keep it clean, but it can get messy. I talk to God every day. That's my bestie. They playing soccer in my backyard. I think I see messy. I think that's you. It is not me. Oh. It is Kanye West on his song Off the Grid. All right. All right. Next one. Here we go. My competition got no bars like prohibition. My intuition to slay rappers with no ambition. Got the ammunition to stick up labels for my position. Clips under radar over counter. Fill your prescription. Not you. That one is me. Varg. That song is by Captain, on, and the song is un.etc. So it's like unstoppable, but like un. Dot, dot, dot. Like un, etc. That would be the proper way to say that, I guess. All right. Next one. My ID hooked up to IV because the lyrics in my veins. Oh, look. Hey, I see. Got chords like IT. Got boards like IKEA. Voyage in the ocean on my Santa Maria. Not you. That one is me. <laughs> and that one's also on that same song with the wicket. That's actually the next line. <laughs> this is getting fun, Connor. <laughs> All right, next one. Swear flow special like an infant's first steps. I got paid then reverse debts. Not you. What? This one's not you. This one's not me. This one is not me. You're correct. It is Big Sean on the song Constro uh, Control. All right, we're down to the final two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just counted wrong. That's all right. So this last one is a mystery. Is this me or another rapper? You ready? Yes. I'm yelling Mr. Kanye West for president. He'll probably let me get some bleep inside the residence. I'm in the White House going all out, bumping college dropout. God bless America. Not you. You're right. This is Kendrick Lamar on the song Black Friday. All right, Connor. Did a little better than last time. How are you feeling? Like 20 bucks. Like 20 bucks? That's that's more bucks than I have in my wallet, so. That's more bucks than I have in my wallet, too. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, you've survived this week's Who's That Rapper? Now I think it's time to move on and to celebrate your victory with some desserts. Desserts. All right, Connor, this week, I have a fun story for you. This seems like something any one of our friends at Hartwick could have done in the past. And here we go. Drunk man reported missing. Join search party for himself. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this one. Uh, oh, awesome. Well, this takes place in Turkey. Um, in a scene worthy of a comedy sketch, a Turkish man joined a search party for a missing person, not realizing the individual being pursued was him. <laughs> he was drinking with a friend in a forest uh, late on a Tuesday night. His wife reported him missing as he did not return home, and she actually heard he had walked away from his friend drunk. Now, a local search and rescue team was called in to find him, um, but he had actually just gone to sleep in a house in the forest. He came across members of the search party in the morning and decided to help them find a missing person, because, you know, he's a pretty good guy. Um... 
but he soon realized the focus on the search was him when they started calling out his name. <laughs> he said he broke into a cold sweat when he heard his name. Uh, he told them, but they didn't believe him. <laughs> they continued the search. But uh, they finally believed him when his friend actually found him in the search party. But he said it took more than half an hour for them to realize who it was. So, I don't know, man. This is a, <laughs> this is a pretty wild one. I would say props to them. This search started really early, it seems like. Like, less than 24 hours after he went missing. Which, great. I'm glad in Turkey that they have enough resources to do that. Uh, it's just funny that... <laughs> how this went down i'm glad he's okay uh he's probably got some explaining to do to his wife she's probably a little upset but i like this story i'm glad it had a happy ending connor what do you got for me so i have the story of a strange city in maine that seems to be right out of a stephen king book oh my gosh i read this one (laughs) so westbrook maine could actually be an explanation for why Stephen King writes all of his books in Maine. So over the last five years, there have been some very strange occurrences in the town. For example, they found a giant snake skin on the side of the Prescumpscott River. And they also found a massive ice disc in the same river later that year. And recently, a 19th century gravestone was found in the middle of a rural road with absolutely no sign on how it got there. This town be wildin'. I know. And let's see, the inscription on the tombstone said miss mary wife of david pratt died january 21st 1940 or sorry 1840 at the age of 59 and it was just found in the middle of this rural road and no one knows how it got there and they've been trying to do some research to see where it came from and the likely lead is a david and Mary Pratt, who were buried right next to each other in a cemetery about 15 miles away from where it was found, but they have a replacement gravestone from that was put there in the 1860s. And so they don't know where this gravestone came from. They think it could have she could have died before him and then the um, tombstone they put there in the 1860s was a shared replacement. Hmm. But they don't know where this gravestone was for the last few hundred years. That's so weird. Or how it got there. What What's your theory? Uh, Honestly, I have no theory. Hmm. I don't know how the gravestone got in the middle of the field. Maybe some guy just threw it into the woods instead of taking it somewhere else. And then some... Uh, clown picked it up and dropped in the middle of the road who knows do you think that stephen king is actually just uh making these things happen in real life so that they seem more relatable when they are in his books he's just like he you know he's he's pretty rich dude now (laughs) just pulling all of his resources to actually make maine like a horror state (laughs) it's possible and now everyone's like wow maine really is spooky i should read more of his books and he's like yeah do it good (laughs) well don't go there don't go to westbrook sounds spoopy unless it's a great time to go there now actually sponsored by the westbrook board of tourism (laughs) yes please come we promise your grave won't be here too Um. (laughs) (laughs) and there's a good reason why it won't be there it's a great way to stay alive, Connor. Do you know what that is? Breathing. Breathing is one of the big ways. Breathing, eating, and staying hydrated. Don't forget your water. Um, yes, please keep drinking water. 
please stay hydrated. Keep listening to Home Cooked Small Talk. You guys are awesome. We appreciate all the love and support. And check out our polls on Spotify. We're trying to get more out of you. We want to know all about you. What's your favorite thing about October? What's your favorite Stephen King adaptation? Um, what would you like to get me as a gift for the holidays? I want to know. <laughs> What's your favorite Halloween candy? Yeah. Keep telling us. We want to know. We want to engage with you guys. We want to start a community here at Home Cook Small Talk. And the best way to start is by joining together in a pack to drink water before you go out on the weekends. How about that? Look at that. I made an actual good message. And with a lot of water comes some waves. Thank you very much for listening to Home Cook Small Talk. Goodbye. Is he still at it? I wish to be a flame and reduced to ashes, but I have never burned. You think he remembers we're in Greenland? <laughs> <laughs>